0: Good evening, friends. Um, This is Andrew introducing Riza today, uh, who's going to talk with us about functional fitness. And he's specifically going to talk about some practical guidelines um, that we can use, uh, which are especially important now uh, here in Hamburg. You know, we're under lockdown. Uh, lots of us want to exercise, uh, but don't have any people in order to help us do that. No trainers and uh, and no equipment mm. in many cases. And so Riza is actually going to take us through some things that are practical that we can do at home uh, in order to stay fit, stay healthy, body and mind during the lockdown. Yes and and uh, and yeah we are today we are going to talk
1: about the functional fitness and in this podcast we in general present practical guidelines for functional fitness. This involves, this guidelines in guidelines involves a combination of knowing our bodies and emulating real life situations so that we are functionally fit to apply our muscles as the need arises. We illustrate functional fitness in the framework of open and closed chain exercises that I will explain this in a minute. As such, the goal of functional fitness is muscle apply- pliability, which can, we can achieve through this exercise, through the exercise of open and closed chain, uh, kinetic chain or open and closed chain exercises. And here is achievement is muscle Pliability. We'll come to the definition of the muscle pliability, but just a, briefly I want to say that muscle pliability is a property of the muscle to be ready to, uh, to bear the weight or to bear the stress. So it's ready to adapt to the demand that we put on the muscle. That's, that's pattern, that's property called muscle pliability. Functional fitness is a part of healthy aging and is rooted in our bodies as well. Our muscles degrade with time and especially with lack of use, which causes movement, disorders, and eventually immobility. Physical and occupational therapists use functional training to correct and retrain patients. And firefighters, for example, soldiers alike, they also train for functional fitness. And so the, also we are we prefer to do functional fitness because beyond the fitness, it is a real life situation. It's more healthy. And, uh, and also, I would like to say what kind of benefits has, do we have from the functional fitness. For example, practically speaking, yes, functional fitness contrib- contributes to increase our mobility through a combination of coordination, agility, muscle strength and flexibility. Functional fitness improves our balance and posture, for instance, by reducing the effects of ergonomic injuries and a sedentary lifestyle. Functional fitness helps to reduce your our risk of injury by increasing muscle and ligament strengths, which are highly susceptible to injury during the training or a real-life situation. And helps, the functional fitness helps release, to release everyday life stress by providing relief, avoiding regular stress patterns, and increasing our capacity to use and redefine this space we are in. And all while making training fun. Yes. It's not the similar regular patterns that we do again and again. But functional fitness is opens us many opportunities. But we also entertain ourselves. Yes. So I wanted to go to the uh, practical guidelines. And explain the kinetic chain. The... Kinetic chain exercises. There are two types of the kinetic chain exercises. As in, in, first of all, I would like to define what is kinetic exercise. And a kinetic chain means that joints and segments affect each other during movement. The word kinetic is from the Greek and it means to move. And in that case, in in the kinetic chain, movement causes a chain of events in an ensemble of joints and segments. For example, your hand to your shoulder is the chain. When you move, for example, your hand, your shoulder, when you do exercises, isolate your shoulder hand. So it have the you have to we have to understand that there is a link. Of course, we do know this, but this link is more than that. It's also the uh, it's it, it it is also about to. Uh, to holistic approach to your body. Yes, that's what we want want to. Um, uh, I wanted to emphasize. Yes, and as a, as we told that the genetic chain exercises, which is part of the functional fitness, they have the goal that our goal is improve our muscle pliability, and muscle pliability is a muscle tissue's ability to adapt to demands placed on the muscle. I just again already defined it when muscles retain the optimal function and range of motion which we define as full contraction and a full relaxation we build resilience to injury and perform our at our best yes pliable muscles can move through full range of motion carry weight over certain distances and react quickly that we can also transfer to the real life or a transfer to our functional fitness Or if you do an an athlete, if you do some kind of a sport, some kind of sport arts, then you can also transfer to that. Yes. Again, there are two kinds of a genetic chain exercises, which we define open and close based on our body body positions, where it's fixed or not fixed, where it's stationary or not stationary. And each set of exercises has its own benefit to muscle pliability. So we should do not only open genetic exercises or a clause. We should do both. We should combine these two sets of two sets of exercises. Open chain means that the segment furthest away from the body is free and unfixed so that the load is not shared by nearby segments and joints. For instance, a bicep curl is an open genetic chain exercise where the hand is not in one place or a position. Yes. And we can just briefly talk about the benefits, like I would say a couple of them, like two of them. One is the one benefit of the open chain exercise, its ability to isolate a muscle group. It, let's assume, like, let's uh, visualize that we do biceps curl. It's an open chain exercise. And in bicep curl, we isolate only the arm and only the bicep. That it's very good to make isolate and to get some effects exactly on this. It's like more precise Exercise, bench pressing, for example, or a tricep extension and bicep curl. Again, the bicep curls are all examples of the open chain exercise. The closed chain exercise. When we say closed chain, when we say closed chain, we assume the segment furthest away is stationary and fixed, so that the load is shared among neighbor uh, joints and segments. Push-ups, for example, are very famous. Uh, instance of the uh, uh, closed chain exercise yes and close chain ex- uh, sorry yeah exactly closed chain exercise and the closed chain exercise what are the benefits of course since this shared by and between and among this neighbor segments and joints because of this element it's more safer yes you have less weight on certain part but it's rather uh equi- Equally distributed across the across a certain area of the of your of your body, and squats, deadlifts, lunges are close chain exercises. Like examples, like famous examples. So, Andrew, <laughs> So that was a concept that I would like to introduce to you that you will apply to use, or you, or listeners, or anyone else who wants to do functional fitness alone at home independently or anywhere else just to apply this uh, concepts understand what is functional fitness and also understand what is open and closed chain exercises they benefits, and uh kind of a create a balance program in his uh, or her fitness journey
0: yes any questions <laughs> <laughs> tons tons yeah. tons tons okay so, I mean, this week, uh, I am learning from Riza. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I did very little preparation for this podcast because that's what he wanted me to do, because he wanted to teach me something uh, and have me be, uh, you know, a naive person listening to him, which I am uh, very much in when it comes to sports, when it comes to fitness, I am actually quite naive. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the position of I want to start an active lifestyle which is actually true we uh you and i we last week uh did a first step in that you taught me some exercises you know the l w uh y and t T, the t yeah Yeah. i remember most of them um and so the thing is you know uh i'm also going to give some background uh to me so like um I have a very inactive lifestyle, which is something I've developed uh, since coming to Germany. You know, I'm from uh, the United States. Uh, I know lots of people don't really necessarily associate uh, active lifestyle with uh, Americans and stuff like that. But, you know, we do actually, I, I come from the country. And when you're in the country, uh, you do can actually be quite active. You're walking around, you can walk around a lot. You know, doing stuff involves... Activity a lot of the time. And also, then when I moved to university in Canada, you know, I brought that with me. I just, instead of walking around in the uh, countryside, um, I walked around in the city. I got to learn the city. And uh, then I came to Germany, and in Germany, it wasn't germany's you know fault or anything it was specifically my getting a student ticket public transportation <laughs> and you know having little little incentive to walk around so much especially when no one else is doing it and you know that's actually a big difference between country living and city living you know as you city folks uh you don't do much exercise except at gyms which is actually kind of weird for me um so that's the position I'm coming from. You know, I am naive. I do want to have a more active lifestyle given that I live in this city, Hamburg, given that I am going to have to do a lot of things alone. And what I want you to do actually, what I want to ask is like, I want you to go a little more into detail into this idea of space. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I I just talked about space actually, you know, country is like this big open space. You have open fields, you have open for, yeah forests, Mm -hmm. you have, different things like I remember actually running down hills jumping over trees you know learning to avoid uh basically falling and I never did Mm -hmm. right and that's just not something that happens here uh in in a city uh you are more or less restricted to the dimensions that the city defines for you you know streets sidewalks and so on and so forth and I would like you to like talk about how like maybe this can practically then sort of open up you know the way these uni-dimensional spaces that cities provide into a more multi-dimensional space mm-hmm. specifically maybe three or four dimensions you know um in
1: i can explain this space in two ways the one way is more again how we define the space and uh, for example the concept of parkour yes you have the space in the city you have different blocks and um yeah you have the blocks and you have this um what's it called this um it, the way you how you the way how you see the city is actually it's a welcoming environment for you being active so it's about the approach again how do you approach the city uh, certainly when you live in a village or when you're in a mountainous areas or people are very active so, so they they have to do this as a daily uh, kind of an engagement so it's not a way it's not about it's a lifestyle it's not about approach but then you can yeah in a lifestyle when again in a city lifestyle is more about comfort yes the more you uh the more you have comfort the more you are in a city like let's assume like you have a car then you are you 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 don't walk so you do this is this is a way how you define the space another way how i define the space is actually where you do you do your sport yes for for some people they cannot do a sport or they cannot be active outside the gym in order to make a sport in order to do exercises they go to the gym and the way how the functional fitness fits into this conversation, the space conversation. Functional movement or functional training liberates you from your space. If you understand the principles of the body weight, understand the closed and open chain exercises, you don't need to go to the gym. You don't need to pay subscription fee or use some, um, I don't know, some equipment that actually democratizes, liberates you from all this gym and space. So you can do everywhere, actually, if you know how to use your body weight, if you understand the concepts of building muscle at length, leveraging your own body and uh, getting used to do with your own body, like yoga or Pilates, this kind of direction. Yes, so or body weight exercises. Yes, so that is a way how you understand the space as well. And another is uh, the... um, I, I know that not all people have enough space at home or do some or like this uh so you can go the street for example you can find another space is not a gym is like a is like a nature or a, some somehow this way in that case again um functional fitness jumps into this discussion so basically functional fitness makes any space like gym yes so this is the way why why I design mostly functional movement programs. Also, why I th- I believe that this is a way how we should develop our body. Um,
0: did you Did you get my points? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very very good. I, I like the yeah. points. I, I, I you know especially as a, you know I'm a moral and political philosopher. Yeah. So when you ever say when you say liberate you from your space, you know that's appealing to yeah. me. Um. But I mean, let's, let's, let's go back to this, the this sedentary lifestyle thing. Um, I, I think, I think what's often, um, well, one, you know, how do we define sedentary lifestyle? I mean, I can, I can do that too, to a certain extent, it means basically sitting uh, around, uh, but more practically, you know, what, what does, how do we define it uh, about what it does to your body? Um, and then how. Uh, how functional fitness training is meant to counteract that. So I'll, I'll leave that to you. Like, mm-hmm.
1: oh, Sedentary lifestyle, we define this as, as sitting and working with computer, like desktop work. Um, there are different furnitures, for example, ergonomic furnitures, like you can sit a certain mm-hmm. way not to block your hips and legs and or you just use the different body positions. But it's not always available, yes? If you work at the companies, they don't have these opportunities. You can, of course, negotiate and bring some. But still, sedentary lifestyle, we should define not only sitting, but also, for example, just not having active minutes in your life. What does it mean, active minutes? Like, weekly, at least you should have 100 minutes of active activities. In that 100 minutes, you should raise your heart rate, like to go to the cardio range. Yes, a a rage. Yes, rage. Rage. No, I mean range, cardio range. range. Yes, in your heartbeat. For me, for example, I should, I won't try to do like running, for example, is an active minute or jumping is an activity or... um, Uh, many other exercises, yes, like exercises, which is cardio exercises, cardiovascular exercises, they are active minutes. So you should have this active minutes in your life, at least 100 minutes to have this healthy uh, cardiovascular system. Yes, that's the first that when we say sedentary lifestyle, it's not only about sitting and working, but also a lack of active minutes in your life. So I'm just wanted to make sure that People because only thing, okay, sedentary lifestyle, just a desktop word, but not, it's not, it's also active minutes. The second, the, of course, the first one is sitting. The, the third one is we only use our uh, muscles in one position. Like, very, very straight example is using a mouse tab, for example. And in that mouse tab, uh, you have this, uh, so you have this problem with your wrist oh yeah and this wrist problem or having any problems in your muscles joints and any segments is because of having this position for a longer time holding this position for a longer time the sedentary lifestyle can be different for different people like it can be very varying so and so to then the question is how the functional fitness um, help us to reduce the effects of negative effects of sedentary lifestyle first you can get your 100 active minutes per week, yes? Easily through the different exercises. Uh, The second is uh, when you hold your position, your hands or your, your body stays in one position more than three hours, yes? You can balance this position through different functional movement exercises uh when you when you hold for example when you work with mouse and hold your position your hand position like imagine if you have i have a mouse here right now under my hand i hold it like this yes i hold it and use it as as everyone but there are exercises that without putting external weight on your wrist you can simply bend your wrist reach your maximum range of motion and hold it for 3 seconds and then to the first you bend in uh, in one side, in inner side, and then you go to outside. You bend your wrist outside without putting external force. Yes, just with your inner muscles, the strength of inner muscles. You try to uh, do circles with your wrist or to bend and hold it for a couple of seconds, and that is a way how you try to negate the. Uh, impact of have of holding something for a longer time, more than three hours. I think uh, I should check this um, studies, but a sedentary lifestyle in kind of a stationary situation we stay more than three hours then we start to accumulate this small economic injuries an economic injury doesn't happen immediately it's just a step by step it accumulates and then it just erupts in some place in some in, in some uh, yeah in so, at some point yes so that's how the functional fitness will help us the first we get this active uh, minutes and the second we can balance or reduce the effects of uh, an ergonomic injuries yes yeah we can yeah i think this is what 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 would i suggest immediately to do but of course there is a list of them yes Mm -hmm. we can uh, maybe in the future we can uh, discuss them. But I just won't try to stay here as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. So the message will stay with you. So you can always apply this. Okay.
0: Okay. So uh, then, um, I mean, that answered my my question yeah. beautifully. Because, uh, you know, I think a lot of people do, uh, when they hear this about the sedentary lifestyle, they're just thinking about sitting around basically like that which you know we don't actually do either. We're not just sitting around. We're walking around. Uh, we're we're active. You know, it's it's a, it's just about reaching a specific threshold of activity and also about uh using certain parts of your body in ways that uh normal sedentary lifestyle doesn't usually permit for. Um and so, you know, to go back to this you know, this thing where I am trying to start uh, an active lifestyle. Um, so, I mean, there's the word there, right? Lifestyle. It's not just about, uh, adopting any one specific, um, thing, right? You know, we, we all know that if we actually want to have holistic change in our lives, we have to do many, many, many different things, which can also then be daunting for anyone who's, um, who's wanting to make any changes. Uh, and i i would I would like to ask then, however, you know what what sort of things should be accompanied with uh, fitness uh, functional fitness in order to help facilitate this ado- adoption of a more active lifestyle
1: Yes, and the first my answer will be curiosity <laughs> so the curiosity towards your own body so you understand first you define your limits you define for example uh, my ankle uh, used to be very inflect like n- inflexible yes is it the right word inflexible unflexible, yeah. unflexible. what well, used to be very not, sure. not <laughs> it was a, <laughs> it was not flexible yes yeah. so I define this as a problem as a challenge yes and also curiosities behind each challenge there is a curiosity I try to study my ankle how it works what, what is this the, the structure like physiological aspect of the ankle and then of course there are tons of information in different platforms and YouTube of course we should be very, cu- uh, very careful with pinch of the salt we should take this uh, yeah. these advices though, because not all of them are very good and uh, mine is the best <laughs> no 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 and this uh, uh, the so i try to no not 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 really so there is uh so i try to study then and i try to define my limit in my ankle isolated this what isolated will mean open chain exercises i will i use functional uh exercises to increase the mobility of the ankle because when you don't have the ankle mobility it will eventually hit your knees it will eventually hit your heaps and it will go up to your through this your like to the uh, uh, sciatica problems can even cause by your immobility in your ankle so this will have an effect based on this chain events it will have an effect in your entire body so i define this curiosity come in so i understand this i try to i try to understand this problem and you see it's not only about hitting the gym I'm not going to do bench press every single two weeks but i'm not against the bench press and i have many friends one of my best friends for example he he's doing this uh, uh heavyweight training and he it has its own right because it's closed chain exercise you can isolate and bring the uh, muscles uh, and you can further transfer these muscles in your uh, sport and in, in a way where you need to use you can apply this but my the, the, the your question was how do we start? First, you identify your limits. Do you have enough strength? Do you have enough power? Do you have enough flexibility, enough mobility, endurance, cardio? This is are the like you just write down one, two, three, four, five, six, or maybe just flexibility and strength. So last time when we started together to the exercise, we started to build very important muscles for you, and also we start with wrist mobility for you but we didn't put an external weight we just a little bit small in a plank situation we put some plank is closed chain exercise and in that case we put some a little bit weight why in closed chain because the weight is distributed is balanced across your body so therefore there is a what is the benefit of closed chain the uh, lower possibility of injuries so as you see i define your uh, limits but i carefully approach to your limits I didn't put too much weight on it. We just worked on that, how we can improve this. Once that we build the strength and flexibility, then we can put a weight on it. So that is, the, like said, it's a back and forth. We learn, we study, we understand. It's a just studying process as well, like a learning process. But well, we should have this uh, increasing learning curve. And this is, it's not just only doing the sport, but it's also about the science, understanding your own body is is beautiful is in, in, in its own right and again it's not just going to the gym but also understanding and evaluating this all these processes therefore it's interesting it's not boring and it's also about your understanding of your body which will make you i, I, I would say like will make you more um, intellectual would say more clever so it has really lots of other uh, positive side effects can I say positive side effects? No. It
0: has a lot of positive effects. Positive effects, yes. Yeah. Because know, side effects... they <laughs> what you want. You know? yeah. what you want. Oh, okay, well, that actually goes quite nicely uh, into the, the question that I was going to ask. Um, we talked a little about neuroplasticity. Uh, first, I think you need to define neuroplasticity mm-hmm. um, for, for people... Uh, and also, like, specifically, like, neuro has to do with the brain, right? So, since we are developing in this podcast uh, this brain-body, or brain, uh, mind-body sort of connection, brain-body sort of connection, you know, that we don't want to necessarily separate these things as they have been in the past, uh, I would like to hear, then, um, actually some specific ways in which... Uh, this exercise will uh, be changing our brains and, uh, you know, as part of this overall life, lifestyle.
1: Okay, so uh, we can say neuroplasticity or brain plasticity, it's ability of brain to rewire uh, your uh, connections, yes, your connection with your body parts, modify connections with your body parts, like connection or communication, I would say also. Uh, just a very straightforward example: uh, when uh, your certain part of your brain is responsible for moving your arm, yes, if it's impaired, then you cannot move your arm. So the brain plasticity, neuroplasticity, is something which responsible for this process, the communication process, yes, and. The reason why functional fitness is also good for the brain plasticity is because of the multidimensional aspect of the exercises. So you are not just doing squat, bench press and push-ups and pull-ups, but you do like sky is the limit you creativity is a limit you can do tons of other exercises you can uh for example we will upload one video uh, within a, within the framework of this block pause in medium one exercise is called shoulder tripod exercise yes and that exercise your body is in or uh, in is in movement is a kind of a closed chain exercise type but this is also very helpful to open your shoulders for example it's it's also you hold tension across your body you don't isolate this that the neuroplasticity is because of the quality of the exercises complexity of the exercises is because of the complexity of the exercises it is complex it's rather than just biceps curl is easy to understand it's easy to emulate mimic but do the tripod shoulder it's different so you need more engagement. You need more uh, comprehension of this exercise in order to apply your body. And when you apply to your body, what happens in a complex movement? You have to control your foot, knee, hips, uh, core, uh, lower back, your neck. Even sometimes you have to control your uh, sternum and your fingers, your hands. You have to. You have so. You have to. This is so many checks. Last time when we do the exercises, we have the list, for example, I told you, do that, check, do that, check, do that. So we have the list of the, all these elements that we combined, we created the perfect exercise for you. And of course, it will increase your neuroplasticity because... It wires so many parts of your body. the communication is complete it's holistic. The reason why we say holistic it because it communicates across your body yes that uh, that is that is uh, the reason like why people or why the experts in functional fitness they offer uh, they also say that the positive effect is the improved neuroplasticity,
0: yeah. So I mean that's I, I I like uh that you explained neuroplasticity with respect to uh, you know, actually connecting it to your body as you know, I, I I know it myself from, you know, studying um philosophy of mind, for instance, but often that's just basically concentrating only on what the brain does and not its connection to the body. Um and yeah, this is a little departure from what we just talked about, but I think also uh in order to close up this, this podcast, um, I would like to go back to our previous podcasts and how we were talking about future selves. And I, I would like you to really, uh, you know, your your thing in when you, you study is aging, right? You know, you study aging in demographics. That's your big thing. And I think this is a very good way in order to combine, you know, what you study uh, with, also what you actually do as a physical trainer and I would like to put that into like this idea of taking care of our future selves which is something that I think uh, too few of us really truly think about uh, enough you know that we have a I have an Andrew you have a Rizza, that's hopefully going to live another 40 years at least right you know we're in our 30s right now um and we want this these people not only to live but to have active healthy lifestyles uh and you know that's how i connect to brain neuroplasticity too because around our age actually is when uh neuroplasticity becomes more difficult uh you know or or rather when neuroplasticity becomes more important because uh, up until late 20s, our brains are developing. Um, and if we didn't have this physical fitness thing going on during that time, you know, during our teenager years and our 20s at the very latest, uh, then it becomes really difficult for us to make any changes. But it's not impossible. And that's what neuroplasticity uh, is all about. And so I'd like to now, since uh, you to project that sort of thing into the future. So what sort of things can, can it help us with? And then what sort of things can we then do now in order to think about that?
1: Oh, yes. Is this another, like, uh, I would say is a topic, huge topic to, to go with this, but I will tell you, uh, mostly like three major important things about healthy aging i would argue that i would assume that you wanted to say That's healthy age. aging That's yes yeah. yes the concept of a healthy aging has in terms of the uh, f- physiological aspects yes and it has the first it's or we lose the muscle yes as age-related problems some people will say disease some people were problems but the, if we say disease if we define this as disease it means that we can fight this yes we can cure the disease there is a certain school of thought saying that aging is actually disease yes uh, this is not one theory and in that case if we define this disease let's for the sake of argument i will define this as a disease then we have a cure the first cure of course is not to avoid the muscle uh, the Mm, the loss of the muscle so we do some kind of training but then we have to do also weight bearing training for example we have the kettlebell or we have something else additional weight because it's proven by the experiments um, that when we do with uh, weights the exercises with weights it helps to increase the muscle density and bone density as well yes that's kind of an exercise that you do functional movement is increases as we know that increases neuroplasticity but also it helps to build quality muscles the muscle that stays longer or sh- may i don't know whether i can because i'm not a um like i i don't have a medical degree so i cannot i don't know exactly uh, how the functional fitness helps to retain the muscle but i can give from my experience i used to do the weightlifting professional like olympic weightlifting and I don't do, and I do the gymnastics. I have done the, currently I'm doing the gymnastics, Pilates, yoga, and body weight, functional fitness. And just from my feelings that I have, a, if I don't do for a extended period of time, for some reason, uh, I don't do sport. I don't do any exercises. I don't lose my muscles. Maybe I'm just out of the tone or toned muscles, but I don't really lose my muscles but when i used to do only weight training like only squat i didn't do functional training uh when i i back then when i didn't do um, sport for an extended period of time i lost my muscles very rapidly but now it it i don't have this problem yes i don't know whether it has been proven by the science or not but in my opinion and what i suggest other people do also mix a fitness re, a fitness protocol or a program with functional fitness as i think that the functional fairness brings you efficient muscles the muscles that you don't lose easily that's the second aspect the first aspect fun- functional fitness is helps to improve muscle density bone density if you add weights the second is you have you develop efficient muscles which also about a healthy aging the third one you don't have or a, there is a very um, there is, or there are always chances of injuring yourself, but the injuries are very, the 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 chances are very low by functional fitness if you understand the open and closed chain exercises, and also it's about mobility, the functional fitness. It is about flexibility. So. It is not like you do only certain, you don't, if you do exercise and if, if this exercise reduces your mobility or active range of motion, then don't do this exercise. (laughs) So that is, that is, that's the principles. I This is my opinion. That's the principle that um, I think that will help also for healthy aging, this principle. There are lots of them. Maybe we can talk about this in the future in one uh, one podcast entirely dedicated dedicate ourselves to this topic but this is what i can tell you like this most important part uh, in my opinion
0: yeah okay i mean i just want to point out that neither of us are are experts but that doesn't mean uh i think you know you are you still know what you're doing uh and i want to then i think just close by telling people to stay safe you know um, wear masks uh, avoid unneeded social contact and if you can follow Riz's guidelines you'll become really healthy and you know you won't be able to fight COVID but you'll definitely be able to fight I think aging at least and (laughs) the problems of a sedentary lifestyle um, so thank you very much, Riza. Yes. And I want to say moin or
1: tschu. Yes. And thank you very much for listening. Uh, so ciao. ciao. <laughs> tschu. <laughs> <laughs>